I think it would be awesome if we could. Ew. I opened my phone and my camera was on and turned Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, God, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> so, obviously, we have a guest today. Who? <laughs> They're on their way. I don't know what Jordan's doing here. Um, but <laughs> 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 Bonjour, bitches! I'm back from Europe, and we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and we have a guest with us today. But we'll get all of that out of the. Hang on, where's my? Nope, it's here. <laughs> Welcome to Hit Dice, <laughs> a real play, Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Oh, that's chocolate. I thought it was blood. Have you ever seen blood before? Please don't edit that out. Have you ever seen blood before? Uh, well, you know, hey, I'm your host and Dungeon Master. My name Wes. Mayamo. <laughs> to my left, Caleb Hanks. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite character on the podcast that hasn't been on the show for like four to five months. I like what's going on with your mic stand. <laughs> oh, just because it was starting to put my eye out, so yeah. it's up there now. It's like, I'm Caleb it's Hanks. Staff. I play now the guy on a buffalo. Spoiler alert. Van is dead. He's fucking He's dead. He's fucking dead, everybody. Can Van's not dead, but... Um, He's on a vision quest. Do I need to He's tell the peyote. people about my new shit or just yeah, let it yeah, unfold? Us tell us about what's going on. We'll, we'll do some brief character descriptions. So while a uh, guy was away... He was training super hardcore to get real big and strong, and so I have multiclassed as a fighter, and I have a big old axe, which I think I've named Bessie. Axe. <laughs> oh. Okay. A big old honking, throbbing axe. <laughs> <laughs> its name is Bessie. Sure. Okay. I'm like. It, it's like a cow name. So. Super masculine. I like made it. my character five minutes ago. <laughs> Rachel. Babe what? the blue axe. What was mm. it? Oh. It's better. It's calling Babe, and I say Babe like every five minutes. It's oh. named Babe. Yeah, you actually should be named Babe. Babe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a reason to say that. Oh, God, why, Alan? Get us out of here. Babe! <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm Rachel. I'm playing Callista, the tiefling bard. And you brought sort donuts. Sort of. And I brought donuts. And she brought donuts. Hey, and listeners, popcorn. go pause this and go get a donut so you can be like us and feel like you're here. It's sort of like you're having breakfast with us. We only play in the mornings now, which is like my least favorite thing I mean, ever, what the fuck? <laughs> I really had the height of my personality this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mrs. Universe personality herself, Alan Clark. Um... I'm. <laughs> Good morning. Hey. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm playing patches, the half elf thief rogue. Nice. I, same shit as it's always been, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on episode 46 and you don't know who patches is and what he looks like. <laughs> what the fuck? Back to episode one. Start over. And last, but not really last, Jonathan Ganon. Uh, hey, I'm playing Arwell Gerwin, the divination wizard gnome. And uh, we do have a. Special guest with us here today. He's been rated as America's number one guest with a beard on a Real Play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'll Damn. take it. Jordan Cribs. Say hey, Jordan. Hello. We all know Jordan here in real life in Nashville. Uh, he played through my first campaign with us. He is a lot of fun to play with, and I'm excited to have the second guest on the podcast ever. <laughs> Oops. I meant to have more, but I uh, didn't. So here we are. There, you know, dragons are going to take over the world and destroy everything, and we're trying to stop it. Here we are. <laughs> so the usual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so last episode of Hit Dice... 
you guys ran into some old familiar goblin friends, my favorite NPCs on the whole entire campaign. You ran into Rhea Rig, Thraxi, and Bruzzle. They've started a weird little goblin clan. Uh, they live under a giant tree, and they apparently have an actual giant on their side. The dwarf that you all saved that Rhea Rig kept stabbing to make a point is now, haha, <laughs> stabbing to a point. On the road with you, you all are walking away from this. Patches, you, you do find this in your pocket as you all are walking down the road, and as you all are making you, your way toward Molemaster, it is a pork town, or sorry, it is a trading town to the north that is just beneath the Monastery of Yellow Rose, you've been told. You have also been tasked with finding Barracks Hold for Aust. I don't know if that's something you guys are ever gonna pursue, but just a reminder. Um, but as you all are heading up to Molemaster, you have saved, you can't read that, by the way. <laughs> Patches, finds a, Patches finds a note in his pocket, and he can't read it because he is illiterate now, thanks to Sapphire Deville and the potion that Jonathan force-fed him when he turned was unconscious. Uh, it turned him to half his size and made him forget how to read. Uh, but you guys are heading up toward Molemaster. Uh, you've been tasked with finding Garwol. <laughs> and that's all you know. Isaac's, so Isaac's your cousin. That's what I said. Yeah. Like, I, Isaac's, Isaac's uh, put a note in Patch's pocket that he couldn't read that said, uh, go find Garwol to the north. So as you all are walking, you are with these three people who you saved from the goblins. You would have learned their names. So it's been about another two days of walking. And there is a dwarf. His name is Ornek. Uh, he is a dwarven merchant. He has hired these two ladies who are with him. There is a female who is a druid, and there's a female who is a ranger. They are escorting him to the north. You know that he has trading goods that he is taking to the north of Mullmaster. He is maybe the least attractive dwarf you've ever seen in your entire lives. He has really big pores, and he has a big red nose, and he has wind and sun-damaged cheeks, and his hair is thin and white. And he waddles when he walks, and his feet stink, and he has really plain clothes on. But he pulls a cart like a rickshaw that ha has like a tarp pulled over the top of it. He's told you that there are building supplies inside of it. Each of the women that are going with him, the ranger is constantly scouting around and ahead of you all. And the druid stays really close to his side. He's can I, can I like four days. see, like, he's a merchant, so can I see, like, his inventory? <clears throat> you you want to try to peek in his cart? Yeah. Do you want to ask him if you can, or no? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Patches. <laughs> so no. Right. Right. Um, also, uh, you're bringing it up to me, <laughs> Calissa. Yeah. I had I got this note, but I can't read it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I can almost read it. <laughs> okay. It says a small creature is following you. Me specifically, or I, it just says you. It was given to you, maybe. But I mean, you're with us, so technically, it's following all of us. My hearing I think it's talking about. Yeah, I'm just talking out loud as we walk. Um, Gumble. Yeah, is it? Yeah, Gumble. Oh, saying. right. And I guess I should take the, a moment to say that Gumble is with you. He oh, okay. in your company over the two days. He his wings are right. torn. Gumble is a small red pseudo dragon. His wings are torn. He was Isaac's familiar. He has come to you all, and in two days' time, he has been. Uh, morning, and you all can feel his morning. Mm -hmm. When he feels something, you all feel it. When he is afraid, you feel it. When he is hurting, you feel it. Um, you can ask him to stop. He cannot communicate those things to you, but it seems like it is his knee-jerk reaction to make mm -hmm. you feel those things. And in two days' time, you all have learned that he prefers Patches over everyone in the party. So he likes to sit on Patches' shoulder more than anyone else's. Calista's cool. only a little bit jealous of that. <laughs> but of both of them, because... Right. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Maybe the ranger in our party can... What do you want me to do? 
I, I, oh, there's like a well, ske- there's like a skeleton buffalo and yeah. guys yeah. on top of that, and yeah. there's a big black great axe. Yeah, we're totally oh, not gonna yeah. stand out everywhere we go now. What um. makes you think that? I don't see anything wrong with my very noticeable skeleton buffalo steed. Isn't that right, Buffalo? Don't you worry about all that awful thing they're saying to you. Oh, we <laughs> love Buffalo, but other people yeah. are going to be way out. I know, out. I had a xylophone. Yeah. <laughs> I have a plan <laughs> to make skeleton Buffalo look a little bit more homey. And I pull out Whatever. a buffalo skin. <laughs> it's like a cattle rug. <laughs> <laughs> I drape it across him. Okay. <laughs> are you tying it to him, or is it just is your, your saddle holding it on? I fasten it. Okay. Yeah, you tie it on. To his ribs. Um, hey, guy, where'd you get that skin? <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> it's his skin. I'm just kidding. No, I just found this. I bought this at a market. <laughs> you bought a cow rug and you threw it over buffalo? It's, okay. it's obviously a cow. It looks good. Yeah, it does look good. Guy, can you <laughs> tell if somebody, something is following us? I a, sure A can. small creature? Perhaps. Yeah, roll a, roll a perception. Don't you have like some ranger thing that you can do? To I think I do. Do you have a, a trick? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I do. Hold on. What's? Can I see what he's got? Yeah, roll a stealth. That uh, one. A nat one? Yeah. Yeah, so you go up to do it, and you realize that the way that this the way that this tarp is held onto it, you go to get on it, and he can, like, you're, like, up on the cart, and he can feel the extra weight of patches, and he turns around, and he's like, boy, there's nothing to see in there. It has nothing to do with you. Please get off my cart. It's past my looking. wares. Remain covered. I'm just looking. Well, hey, what you got in there? Building supplies. I'm just taking them to the north. What kind of building supplies? It's... <laughs> It's literally just like wood and tarps and, and like wheels and stuff and hammers. It's best to keep it covered because with the weather coming in and as you all have been traveling up this road, the only serious encounter that you had was with the goblins. Um, that was about halfway through your eight day journey. You're on about day six right now. Um, the weather is getting colder, like brutally, supernaturally colder as you're making your way up here. So any of you that have furs, you're probably putting on that cold gear. Um, you would need them as you were walking up toward this place. And the wind is c- consistent. It's it's persistent. It's consistent. It does not stop blowing once it gets cold. And there, it's starting to like rain, and it doesn't feel like it's stopping. And the further up you get, the worse all of these things become. So the more you travel north, the worse all of this starts to become. The worse, like it seems like there's a storm brewing uh, in the place of the wind. Got to find anything neat? I can only track certain creatures there or something. Day with this one feat that I have. Sorry, I'm a little rusty on my ranger skills because I've been getting all buff and strong. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, I can definitely send pseudo dragon or Ori. It's our pseudo I'll send Ori. Um, <laughs> oh, and Jonathan gets birthday inspiration. Happy birthday, Jonathan! Um, I'll send Ori out to look. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, um, Ori's flying around and uh, she checks like in the trees, in the woods, probably like within 100 yards of you all flying above them, through them, all that stuff, but she doesn't see anything. Yeah, comes back with a rat. (laughs) Yeah, she has a rat in her mouth. She's like, here it is. I found it. That's it. My old natural explorer thing says while tracking other creatures, you also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. Does that count with humans too, or humanoids? It counts with anything. Cool. What would I roll for that in nature? Survival. 18. 
Do I track somebody or something? I jump off the buffalo, and I'm, like, walking around surveying the area. I'm looking in the dirt. I'm looking. I'm smelling the air. <laughs> you smell the air. Uh, you, you, don't know, you don't notice anything. We're totally fine and completely out of danger, as far as I can tell. <laughs> I crawl up a tree. <laughs> and then you just climb up into a tree. I'm in the tree surveying. Okay. And as you get up and into this tree, you can see that there is there's an elf out in these woods. She has bright red hair, and she has these big pointed ears that go back. It is the ranger that has been with your party and with this dwarf. You can see her scouting. And as you all are walking up and up toward Molemaster, she's just constantly making circles around you, scouting around you. She's consistently looking at things, covering trails. See, she's a good ranger. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I multi-class to the fire. I'm a fighter. I'm a power ranger. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, we're done playing this go campaign. Go home. It's over. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I tell everybody about the ranger that he just referenced and already knows about. Okay. Ornak says, yes, this is what I hired her for to ensure my safe travels. The only, uh... Bump in the road, if you will, was there was goblins, but thanks to you all, we're saved. I, I owe you, I owe you a, a debt of gratitude. I have some gold I could give to you, but unless you're interested in building supplies, I, I'm afraid I cannot offer much more. Can I look at your building supplies? Uh, <laughs> sure. Are you interested? You build? You must be a carpenter or a sculptor. I don't. I don't believe him that they're just He's building. He's mostly just interested in things that he can't see. <laughs> ah, well. It's sort of how his brain's wired. <laughs> yeah, he, he sets the cart down. It's, like, creaking, and as he, like, sets down the handles, he walks back, and he has this uh, pelt tarp over the top of it that's tied down all the way across it with uh, a stitch-like pattern, and he undoes this really intricate knot, and then he pulls it back, and you can, like, as you're looking in, it looks like there are piles of wood all through this. There's a whole lot of wood in here. There is also a tarp that looks really thick. It's not, it's, it might be a pelt, it might be a skin, um, it might be made of leather. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell without grabbing it, but it has a really nice pattern on it. It has a nice blue pattern on it. It almost looks like writing, but you think that it's just a design. I wouldn't read it if it was writing anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what I'm saying? I definitely am looking into the card as well. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Do I think that maybe it's a magical tarp? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you can roll uh, magical uh, tarp. You the magical tarp. No, magic tarp. You can roll arcana. <laughs> oh <God>. Okay, <laughs> let's do it with disadvantage. Okay, because you can't read. Uh, that's a thirteen. Yeah, uh, with a thirteen, you you're like, oh, maybe these are glyphs or, or symbols of some kind, but you you don't think it is. You think it's just a design on the tarp. Okay, is he watching me? Yeah, he's looking right at you, and he's like, are you, are you satisfied? You've seen the supplies now? Can you stop rummaging around in my cart and let me be? Sure thing, guy. Yeah, and Ornak like, <laughs> like starts tying it back up. He pulls his knot, and he's like, uh, well, it's not much, but you all did save our skin back there, so take this. And he hands you, he hands you a small leather pouch. It has uh, 500 gold pieces in it. Jesus, not much. <laughs> well, uh, had it not been for you all... Uh, I wouldn't even be able to sell these things, and these tarps, they're hard to come by. They were ordered very specifically, so I should make a, a, a pretty penny off of them, and, and paying you this, it's the least I can do. Well, thank you. That's very generous. Um, are these just items to generally just look for sales for, or are they like an order for oh, a special no, these project? Are special order. These, yeah. are, these have been ordered, yes. On one project? 
uh, as far as I know, uh, hmm. all to one place anyway. I don't know about the projects themselves. Interesting. I guess we'll call it a mold master then. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you guys are ready. Is the, the female druid with us? Is she elvish? Yeah, can we flag her um, down? The female and... druid with you is uh, human. Oh, she's human. Yeah, and she, she has been, she's very quiet. Unless mm-hmm. she is spoken to, she does not speak. She yeah. always has her hands clasped in front of her. She has a collar of feathers around her head that come out from her clothing. So you see these big, bright feathers. She has twigs in her hair, a small bird's nest on her shoulder, and she walks and talks very gently when she does talk. Like I said, she only speaks when directly spoken mm-hmm. to, and she's normally wistfully just looking around the woods. I'd like to try to flag her down the next time she's near us and let her know about Oh, her. the druid's always Suppose with you. It. Oh, yeah. the druid. Yeah. I meant the ranger. Sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. The ranger's name is Asina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wears light brown armor. She is always barefoot, and you can see her pointed ears poking her cow back at all times. Okay. How'd you know she was there? Asina. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You can, wow. You want to you you shop wow. for her? I just want to, like, I mean, does she, like, sort of regularly in her rounds swing back by the party? She's staying, she's staying, like, 50 feet away from you in a circle. Oh, pretty far. Do just... they have, like, a way to signal to her if they need her? If Ornick needs her, he'll just yell for her. Okay. They well, don't so... see, like, though she is scouting and tracking, mm-hmm. it, they don't, they're not, like, stealthily moving. Gotcha, so yeah. they're not worried she's about attracting attention or anything. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, so I'll just shout out for her real quick. Okay, and she, you, you're, like, a brief scuffle guy, you're uh, still up in the tree. Hell yeah. Are you like jumping from tree to tree? Sure. Naruto style, or are you back down on Buffalo? Yeah, I'm crouching, tigering this bitch. <laughs> okay, so guys <laughs> crouching, tigering this bitch up in the trees. Roll a dex to see how, or yeah, roll a uh, um, acrobatics or athletics, whichever you're better at. That would be uh, 19. Yeah, so guy very gracefully, like, he's like one from tree to tree. Yeah. <laughs> Forgotten about that. Yeah. I'm and, a fighter, but I'm graceful like a dancer. He says. Yeah. So you see, you see this this brush moving quickly, and you can see her moving through it. And as a ranger, you and Patches, as a rogue, are quite impressed with how well she's able to move and how quickly and quietly she's able to move. You didn't, you did not even know how close she was to you until she started to move out and loudly toward you. But she comes out, and you can see her bright hair, her big green eyes. They're like really sharp, really attentive. She's looking at you, and she's like. Yes, what is it? This was given to us at our last stop. Um, apparently, just a tip that a small creature might be following us. Have you seen anything? Judging by the note, I'd say a child wrote it, and I. Uh, uh, it was put... one of our goblin friends. They don't have great penmanship, but I do trust their perception of such things. You trust the goblins that kept us captive? Interesting. They, yeah, they helped us out really heavily early on. Um, I'm sorry they treated you that way, but they are goblins yeah, after she, all. But she puts her hand. We have a special it. relationship <laughs> with them. She puts her hand over a laceration on her side where her armor is cut, where Riri pierced her with a spear, and she's like, "If you and say so." As we're traveling every day, I'm like burning a little healing slot spell on everybody that's hurt, so they're getting better a little okay. faster. Um, are you so. asking her to keep an eye out for yeah, it? Yeah, I'm or asking, asking her, her to actively look for it. Um, just to. I, I'm curious. Actively look for it if okay. you can, yeah. I'll see what I can find. It may not be dangerous, but something is there. It could be something helpful. We don't know. Probably just another one of those goblins. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't mind Maybe. putting it into their, one of their lives if <laughs> I was able to get my hands on them. Well, if you find one, show it to us and first. We'll let you know. She's like playing with her red braided hair as she's talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like she's constantly playing with it. And uh, she's like, very well. And she crouches down really lowly and then just like back up into the brush. And as she runs back up into the brush, it is loud when she moves through it. It It, it is... Thin and it is weak, and it like as she's moving through, you can see the leaves falling off of the shrubs, and they're barely hanging on to the trees. Mm-hmm. You can hear them rattling like paper. 
and the wind as you were walking through in these woods, and yet somehow she still manages to, like, once she ducks into it, her red hair matching with those leaves, she's very hard to find afterward. I don't want to be, but I'm really fascinated. <laughs> but so as she, as she goes in here, she comes back pretty quickly. You all keep moving. She says, I'll keep a lookout for one more day. I'll let you know if I see anything. Thank you. Yeah, and so she, I trust sh- if it's there, you'll see it. Right back into this. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> so you guys travel for one more day, um, and at, you were one day outside of Mullmaster. You know that Ornek is telling you that. We sleeping? Yeah, I mean, you guys would like make a camp and sleep and stuff. And so as as this is happening, you guys are sitting around the campfire, waking up the next morning, and uh, she comes. She's not at the camp when everyone wakes up, but she comes to you as everybody is getting up, putting on your packs, uh, donning any armor that you might want to put on, and she says, "I wasn't able to find anything." Uh, except for the meats that we've been eating at the camp, uh, what we've been cooking over the fire. If it was on the ground, I would have found it. It must be flying. Or, mm. it's not real. That's possible, or it's possible that it stopped following us, but thank you for letting me appreciate it. Who wrote that note? Send Gumble to... Can you read that? Yeah. Not that Gumble can, like, tell me anything, but... Mm-hmm. Is that Thrax? I just want to see if you... You want him to go look? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Gumble, he chirps and he purrs, and he's, he's like, wrapping around patches. You, his wings are spread out. He, he like, he's, very, he's very, very playful. And when he's sitting on your back, he'll, like, flap his wings out so it looks like they're coming out of the side of Patches' head, and he'll, like, put his tail over Patches. And, I enjoy this uh, very much. And so, and so Patches is, like, uh, you're, um, are you sweet to Gumble? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. scratch him under the chin with my finger. <laughs> and uh, and you, what do you uh, tell him to do? Hey, Gumble, uh... Look, would you fly around and look for a small creature that is maybe following us? And you, all of you feel delight. All of you feel like this delight and like this, like you feel really adventurous and excited. And like you see him like waggle his butt a little bit and he prods you with his tail just a little on the side of your face. He never like pierces it, but he's like just poking you with it just a little. He's like milking biscuits with his tail on your face. And his little scorpion tail just poking you. And then he like unwraps his tail and he flies up and into the air. And he's just like, like really quickly up and above the trees. And the further away he gets from you, the more those feelings subside of excitement and of adventure and of happiness. Um, but he does circle around all of you, and you can hear him chirping and purring and calling out. And as he's like chirping and purring, you hear something else. And you feel nervous. You feel timid. You feel anxious as this is all happening. And when Gumble comes back, you realize that those feelings are not coming from him because as Gumble gets closer to you, you again feel his excitedness his 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 happiness his comfort and he like he lands on you and he you feel like you know something okay if only this thing could talk. <laughs> what, do you, what do you know gumball uh, that's exciting um okay gumball let's play a game yeah and, and again you all feel this excitement this happiness mm-hmm. and you like see him like prodding patches with his tail and he's like flapping his wings up and around his head um, he's like crawling all over him you can, his little wings are still a little shredded though He's not bloody anymore. Tap me with your tail once for yes and twice for no. Okay, and he's doing it like a million times. Okay, (laughs) wait until I ask the question. (laughs) (laughs) His tail is is like poised. Is something following us? Uh, And he taps you one time. Okay. Is it humanoid? And he taps you two times. And he's like purring and he's like rubbing his head up against you. What are the other questions that I can ask? He's like gnawing at your earlobes a little bit. Is it dangerous? He does not tap you. I'm sure. I think you have to ask. Is it dangerous? (laughs) He doesn't tap you. Oh, okay. I think so. Um, Is it someone like him? Is it in the air? Is it flying? He taps you once. Is 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 it it like you? And he taps you once. It's a pseudo dragon. He taps you once. Can you bring him to us? He doesn't tap you. 
He's just sitting there like purring and is, cooing. Is and the, is he's the, like he's really excited. He really likes this game. He's like is running the other, around patches is like the over other his shoulders. Pseudo dragon scared. And he taps once. Okay. Um, Do you think the pseudo dragon would be scared of Ori? Uh, he doesn't. Okay. And he's just like purring and he's chirping and he's really excited that you're playing this game with him and giving him attention and things to Wait, do. Can he can he take us to it? Can you can you take us to it? Uh, he like he, he taps two times. No. Well, because we can't fly, right? He taps one time. Okay. Oh. <laughs> is, is, it in a, is it like in a tree or is it actively fly? Okay. Is it flying? <laughs> he taps you one time. Okay. Can I see it while I'm up in the tree? I'm scared. You're listening to their hard. conversation and seeing the tip taps? Because I'm real good. Okay. Um, uh, since you know where you're looking, I'll let you uh, roll with advantage on perception. Mod 20. And a three. I'll go with the <laughs> okay. mod 20. So with the mod 20, you look up and you do see a small form up in the sky, and it is circling wide, like, it's it's far in the distance. But you can see it moving along with you, and sometimes it does perch in the top of trees. But it is a pseudo-dragon, much like Gumble, but its wings are very different. They look like stained glass, and the pseudo-dragon itself is blue, and it looks like it, um, with a 20. And it looks like it has a little acorn on top of its head, like an acorn cap on top of its head and it has these like oh it's it's got a little God. blue body and it has like <laughs> its its wings and its maw and its little hands are this really brilliant autumn leaf like maple red. And I say Commodore to the rest of the baby birds, I have spotted the creature in question. And it's it's it looks expensive. And though its name <laughs> should, should probably be Bryant. That tells me so much. Bryant Gumble. Boom. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Um, oh <laughs> it's too early for this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I'm in on the joke. I watch uh, news. Can, hey, uh, Gumble, can you is there, can you let the other pseudo dragon know that we're friendly to pseudo dragons? Yeah, and he like gnaws at your earlobe a little bit, and then he like flies up and into the air. And uh, as he's going his little tail, like as he goes by, he's just like beep, and then he's like <laughs> up in the air. And after this other pseudo dragon, uh, and you feel the same glee, and then you feel this anxiousness. And these feelings are mixed together, mm-hmm. and uh, people don't normally feel these feelings together. And so it is really uncomfortable. You're all like it's just so like weird. cold sweats. And, to find yeah. this comfort, I get out <laughs> yeah. my lute and just start playing something that's okay. just like really steady. Yeah, crash <laughs> into me by Dave Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over and then, guy, you're you're up and able to see this. I don't know if you want to send Ori. So that, uh, yeah, I do. Okay, because you had mentioned her. So I don't want to, want to like interject too much. But yeah, right. I definitely want to. See. Are you sending her with Gumble, or are you just trying to get a just view? Get, yeah, getting a view. I don't want okay, to. Okay, yeah. Ori goes up, and you see it. guy. You see guy hanging into this tree. There's a skeleton buffalo with a cow pelt over top of it, just like rattling around beside all of you. And you can see you can see Gumble and this other thing. They're like flying around mm-hmm. each other. And then they both land on the top of a tree, and they're like prodding at each other with their little scorpion tails. Um. I'll tell Ori. Are they gonna make out? Swoop in. She's silent when she's flying anyway. Mm-hmm. And kind of come in and just like land beside Gumble um, and kind of. Okay, she lands beside Gumble. Um, roll a roll. Performance for Ori. Bird performance. I don't know what her Christmas. Is. Hey, can the axe be blue? Just yeah, I don't give a shit. Cool. Babe, the blue axe. <laughs> What's weird is, dude, look what I wrote on my character sheet before. Babe. <laughs> it's a ten. You you're seeing through her, but mm-hmm. you're feeling it just distantly in in your little tiny gnomish heart, mm-hmm. and you feel this thing get pensive and defensive as uh, Ori comes over. You see, it's like it bears its tiny little fangs. You can see the acorn cap on its head. Its uh, wings flare out, and they're a fucking real acorn brilliant. Cap. Like um, they're brilliant yeah. and beautiful, and you can see the light shining through them. And it like its back is up, and its tail is poised toward her, and it's like taking a step backwards. I tell Ori to do kind of a little dance. 
<laughs> yeah, she goes boop, boop, boop. And, uh, and Gumbel like walks over to Ori and he just like bites her. Chomps all the way down on her wing and she's like sitting there. And then he looks over to the other pseudo dragon. And uh, I don't know if you want Ori to do anything with this, but. Does it hurt Ori? Mm hmm. Oh, um, he does. He does one damage to her as he bites uh, down on her wing. Um, I'm gonna have her like pop out, go in her pocket dimension, and then pop back out, and then like gumble. <laughs> okay, yeah. So her, roll for that. Okay. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I'm not gonna have her on that one. <laughs> yeah, she goes. To, she goes to bite at Gumble, yeah. and Gumble strikes out at her with his tail, um, and he's gonna do. Fucker. Five piercing damage to her. She disappears. <laughs> Does he kill her? Yeah. <laughs> 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 he like stabs her with his tail. And she's like, Poof, and like you don't know what's going Man, on. Man, that anymore. owl has had a rough time. <laughs> so, uh, but like you can see these, you can see these pseudo dragons guy, and the small blue one hops up and it flies away really quickly. It flies away, and Gumble's sitting there like looking at it, just chirping and purring. And he comes back over. He lands on Patch's shoulder, and he's just like, you feel this sense of uh, curiosity come over you, like curiosity and excitement. But the other pseudo dragon that seems for now has flown away. I would like to uh, mimic sounds I've heard Gumble do mm -hmm. after it of yeah. joyfulness. Okay. You, and be you... like, boopity boop, dragon noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, roll nature. Nailed it. <laughs> and I'm in the forest, so I have advantage like a mofo. Oh, I forgot about your forest advantage. Bullshit! It's a nine. Yeah, no, nothing happens. Um, as far as you can tell, this other pseudo dragon has do you have advantage? left. No. Ornek is like, uh, Prince, you, you, are, you are by no means uh, attached to me or my party. I have paid you for your services. Uh, we must continue. If, if you are going to stay here, so be it. But uh, I, I have a delivery that I have to make, so. Oh, do you think we thought we were attached to you? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting as much patches, but <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know that I, I need to move along. All right. We probably uh, do we're just going to the same like... location. Feel free to go on ahead. Okay, so he does. He goes on ahead. And I'm, we're galling at Gumball. Yeah, he comes back and he, he like looks at Arwell and he's like, you see him like, <laughs> he just like hisses at you a little bit and his tail's just like poised up I and toward back you. back at him. <laughs> I, I, I scratch him under the chin. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll just mosey. So what was the, the acorn thing reminding you of? Where Nothing. Nina, I just thought it was adorable no. that a oh, little okay. snow dragon was wearing <laughs> an acorn cap. When gotcha. Adelaide got a message from her patron. I remember that. It was like scratched on a little acorn. Yeah, it was scratched on an acorn. Uh, yeah. You all, you all arrive <laughs> at last <laughs> at Mullmaster. This storm has built like it is just piss pouring rain down on you guys as you arrive in Mullmaster. The wind is just whipping the rain sideways, one way and the other. Gumble, it has like crawled down and into your clothes patches. He is not like he does not like being out in this weather. So he's like inside of your leather armor, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like down inside of your leather armor, and you can feel his little claws like scratching and tickling you sometimes when he's moving around. His little tail is like wrapped around you and holding him inside of it. You all can see like it moving barely, but as you're pushing forward, you're coming in here, and uh, Onyx like, ah, oh, friends, I am not actually going to Mo Master, and I have no time to stop. I suppose this is where we part ways. And he's got his hand up in front of him, and uh, you can see the ranger is like, the ranger and Druid are both standing there looking at you all. And he's like, perhaps we'll meet again someday, hopefully, uh, because even though Patches may not like it, I suppose I have grown a little attached to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure traveling with you. Be safe. Yeah, safe travels, friends. And uh, thank you again for stopping those goblins from stabbing us. It was quite uncomfortable. <laughs> 
I hope you're all feeling much better now. Yeah. So as you as you all walk into this place, there is uh, someone uh, attentive and at the gate. They have talked to the guards already, so you all are let in immediately. So the first thing you see is this super tall, like seven seven and a half foot tall, blue skinned creature. He has just like a deep scowl on his face, a long, tangled red beard and red hair. He has these like antlers of some large creature on his shoulders. He's always like smoking this long stem pipe. <laughs> and he has blue skin, yellow eyes, and a long staff that's like painted on different levels. And there's a little hummingbird sitting on one of the little twigs on the staff. Just barely hanging on in this yeah. weather. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging on for dear life. And uh, he's just kind of staring up at the storm as you guys approach. All right, we just walk on past him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at this fucking guy. Look at this cool weirdo. All right, where are we going? I want a bird. <laughs> you have you a bird. <laughs> You've got Schrodinger's bird. It's alive and dead at all times. And he's like at the gate, or he's just he is like at the gate, wait, okay. awaiting you, like yeah. waiting for your arrival. Hey, we we here. Hmm? Who are uh, we? Are you an int? I am a fear bog. Fun. What's that? It's mm. this. <laughs> you would say giant kin. Cool. Wait, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, We're meeting Garwal. Oh, Garwal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. are, yeah. Are, what's your name? Mm, my name. Uh, <laughs> Ish Govindul Rog. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> sorry, old habit. Names are hard for my people. At the monastery, they've taken to calling me Frog March. Frog, hey, Frog March. March. When he is giving his full giant kin name, you understand what he's saying, right? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, so it roughly translates to he who rides like a pedal upon the wind. But loses his way in the rains of the springs. Yeah, so you would understand that name because you speak giant, right? Oh, it's a really long name. I say that back to him like, that's super cool and poetic, but I sure is fucking not saying that every time. Frog Mark did. You guys are making small talk in like this horrible storm. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. Just, like, speaking of losing your way in the rain. Is there a somewhere that? <laughs> somewhere dry we could it's go? It's a maybe? lot of harsh ends. <laughs> so, yeah, we're here somewhere. to meet Garwell. Garwell is waiting at the inn, Mart. Okay. Oh, thanks. Um, um, can you lead us uh, there? You, yeah, yeah, point us there. Yeah, can you take us? No, that is us. my purpose. I am the guide of the monastery. Okay. Mm. What's okay. the name of the monastery? Oh, that's right. There's This was like a whole cleric place. Um, the monastery of the Yellow Rose. Okay, different monastery. I was maybe thinking of library. Monastery of the Rose? Yellow Rose. Okay. Shall I take you? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, ready? good God. <laughs> please. Just start walking. <laughs> yeah, he just starts walking for the end that he knows uh, Garwell is at. You guys are going to go into the Great Oyster. Mole Master, you can't really see the whole town. Like, a lot of times when you all arrive in a town, I'm able to give you these big descriptions because you can see it. It's hard for you to see 10 feet in front of you because of how hard this rain is coming down and how hard these winds are blowing. But the buildings that you can see are well built. They are strong, they are stone, they can withstand the storm. And it seems like the city, the whole city starts to slope down, even though your entire journey you've been journeying up. 
But um, Frog March takes you to a place called the Grain Oyster. And as you go into the oyster, you shut this door behind you and the wind stops. Inside it is warm and best of all, dry. The fire in the large hearth providing the necessary heat for this entire room and it is busy. It is really busy in here. There are people chattering, there are plates being served, there are servers running back and forth, there's a bartender who's constantly pouring drinks. And uh, as this is all happening, there are two men sitting at a table back at a booth in a corner. One stands tall. He wears fine clothes, not robes like a scholar or a wizard, but he wears like a, a suit. It's like multiple pieces, it's fine buttons, it's beautiful colors, and his face is gaunt and it is long and it is serious and he looks older than you think he is. He has salt and pepper hair and as he stands up his hands are folded together and you can see that there's a small dwarf beside him with a really big smile on his face and he slams his mug down and the dwarf stands up and he just says, Frog March! He's like, we made it last! Come bring your friends! And he's like, he's like rosy cheeked and his nose is red and uh, as you all are walking over, you can see him a little better. He has these really dark clothes on. It's sort of like a suit, but it's much more casual than the tall man who is standing, who has still not said a word as you all are approaching the table. Uh, yeah, he'll just take a long drag on his pipe. Mellow. Uh, and he says, Dornal Whitebeard, I've heard much about you, and we're excited to meet your friends, your patron. And then the man who has his hands clasped puts his hand in front of him, and he says, Dornal, please. Let them sit. They are soaked. Let them dry. And he looks over to the bartender and waves his long slender finger one time. And then he licks his suit down and he walks over. And he says, my name is Zor Garwal Goss. And I've heard much about you. We've heard a little bit about you, too. Only a little bit, though. Just a, a very little bit. <laughs> Isaacs, a dear friend of mine. Mm. Yes. We go way back. He sent word you would be here. And I am happy that you have come, because I think we can help each other. And with Isaac's blessing, I'm willing to do business with you all. And I consider you all partners of mine. Please, have a seat. And Dornal goes, no! No, we will not sit before we have met! And he holds his dwarfish hand out to Arwol, and he says, Dornal Whitebeard! Arwol Garland. Dornal Whitebeard! I'm gonna go use the restroom. You walk away while his hands out. <laughs> I, li I like him. I like he's, him. He's and special. He, Dornal Whitebeard. Uh, he just stares at his hand, like not sure what this gesture. And then is. he like <laughs> smacks you on the arm really hard, and then he looks at Callista and he goes, Dornal Whitebeard. Callista takes his hand in both of hers and says, Callista, it's, it's Astorio. And, uh -huh. and, uh, and he pleasure. Says, and he he gets a closer look at you, and he's like, Oh, we don't see much of you around here. You look beautiful and crazy. But beautiful, like crazy beautiful. I'm gonna take that as a big compliment. And then he looks at Guy and he goes, Dorna Whitebeard! I shake his big weird hand. And he shakes it and he says, Drinks! We're gonna drink and we're gonna get to know each other and we will talk business only after we have eaten. Something warm. Only Please. warm food for Dornal's friends. Drinks, warm drinks. And Garwell, uh, Garl says, you can see him just like very patiently like biting his lip while he's doing all of this. He says, now that we are all acquainted, <laughs> perhaps we can share a meal together talk of your journey. Please. Of course. Sit. I see you've already met your guide, Frog March. Mm -hmm. If you are to go deeper, and if you are to accept my request, he will be your guide. And Dornal says, no talk of business 
before we eat. And he like runs up to the bar and he makes an order for everybody and he comes back just with all these drinks and he just slams them down on the table. You wouldn't know it by his hedonistic behavior, but Dornal is obviously older than Garwell. Garwell looks aged, but it seems like more from stress, like Obama aging. You know what I mean? And <laughs> he's Obama thing. old. And Dornal is obviously, he has like a big leap on him in years. He's a very old dwarf. But he's like really hedonistic, loves drinking. He's really excitable. But you all are sitting at this table with them. Is Garwell a human or? Garwell's a human. Okay. He says, the storm is killing our business. A tragedy you had to travel in it. How were your travels? Safe, I hope? Mm, mostly. And how is Isaac's? We aren't sure, but we fear the worst. Yeah, and as, as you say this, Gumble's little head comes up mm-hmm. from like, are you back at the table? You went to the bathroom. I'm, I'm back at the table, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gumble's little head comes up, and you can see his little claws and his little head and his little tail like come up beside it, and he's like smushed a little against patches, but he doesn't seem to care. And he's just looking out at everybody. You see Garwell's face... Turn to stone for a second as he sees Gumble. What's that little piece of shit doing here with you? <laughs> what? And you see Gumble like, like hiss at him, and he's like, <sighs> you can see him like bite his teeth, and he's like, it's been a long time. Duh, just didn't expect to see him here. He is a bit of an asshole. He is I a bit of an asshole. <laughs> he says, uh, in my days adventuring with Isaacs, I received more scars from that little piece of shit devil than any monster or adventurer we ran into. You should uh, try, try sticking your arm down a, a nest of badgers hole. You'll get some scars that way, too. Oh, bye. Very well. <laughs> uh, just keep him away from me. You, you just I have a random question for you. Um, you... Do you, are you familiar with any other pseudo-dragons? Uh, luckily, no. Okay, all right. Okay, mm. okay. Hard to come by. Gumble's the only I've ever seen in my long life. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, We're living extraordinary lives. I'm going to sit <laughs> You've seen two, <laughs> so you've basically done it. I mean, I can die happy. Are you guys done adventuring? Because we saw two pseudo-dragons. I yeah. <laughs> also, it's like Garwell. <laughs> That's it for now. <laughs> Okay. Um, I where I was your food, your food yeah. comes over, and it is healthy portions of meat, which this, for you, Frog March, is probably the most exciting part of coming to Mole Master. Because while you are well-fed at the monastery, the food is rationed, and it is cheap. Like, it is filling, and it is good, but uh, you don't get, like, meat. And so they set this plate down in front of you, and I don't know how excitable you are, but, like, it probably... It, it is rare that you get to eat meat, and there's a huge roast in front of you right now. And they start setting down, like, vegetables, and they start setting down, like, rices and potatoes and fillers and breads, and it smells so good. And you can see, like, the juices coming off of it and the gravy that's pooling on the bottom. I'm fucking starving. Yeah. Like and Dornal just <laughs> yeah. starts dig. He gets a plate, and he just, like, loads it up and just starts digging in. The corner of my mouth just turns up. It's, like, almost a smile. But Does the hummingbird eat with you? Uh, he'll he'll partake in whatever the ale or whatever. He'll like jump on the rim and start sipping into it. And I kind of lean over to Frogmars and say, "Does your bird have a name?" Mm, uh, I call him Tree Swift. Tree Swift. Nice. Yeah. And the play is gonna play, play, play. Tree Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<clears throat> do you, so you all you all partake of this meal? <laughs> I knew that was going to happen as soon as I wrote it out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll serve up a little plate. Yeah. Oh, you didn't do that on purpose? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone eats? Everyone eats? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. for sure. It counts as a short rest, not that you all need it, but... Uh, I will, yeah, I'll pull good. out a bunch of, like, acorns and stuff from this pouch I have and crush them over the food. Oh, just with your hand? Yeah, like, like a seasoning. That's pretty powerful, though. <laughs> <laughs> you just crush them. In. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you crush them and dust them over this. Once Dornal's finished, he slaps his hands on his stomach. Uh, Garwell has not eaten, but he has been respectful of you all while you eat. Isaac's sent word before you all arrived here. He thinks that you need to go into the heart of the Glacier of the White Worm. Mm-hmm. Now, with this storm, that's going to prove tricky. But this is where we can help each other. Because of this storm, business has not been good. I've only just overtaken the family business from my elderly father, Zor Nian Goss. It would not bode well for me if the business were to fail as soon as I were to take it up. I have reason to believe that something is going on at the monastery. I think the storm is starting there. It's raged for far too long. These storms come and we weather them, but not like this and not for this long. I would take care of it, but you could see how getting involved with a zealous monastery could be bad for business. Why would the monastery cause such a thing? I'm not saying that the people at the monastery are to blame. I'm saying that I think that it's, well, I don't think I know that the center of this storm is just above the monastery. Mm. Something to look into, possibly made by a dragon, magics, or maybe it is just an errant storm that doesn't know when it's overstayed its welcome. This said, I'm sure that the monks would be grateful for your investigation. They have means to send you into the heart of the Glacier of the White Worm. This is where we help each other. On top of sending word to the monks and ensuring that if you are to help them, they send you to your destination, I'm willing to pay handsomely for your help as well. 5,000 gold pieces sounds more than generous. Sure did. Yeah, that's great. And Dornal slams his hands on the table and he says, and all the ale you can drink! And he gets back up and he shuffles over to the bar and then he like gets like three pitchers of it and he walks back over and he slams them down on the table and he's like, no need to be so drab, so grave! Sometimes it's better to, well, drink and to have some merriment. Nothing we can do about the storm. Well, okay, maybe there is something that you all can do about it. And uh, Garwell goes, Dornal, please. He's like, we appreciate the drinks, but we are speaking of business right now. Do you accept my offer? I will pay you 2,500 gold pieces now and 2,500 gold pieces when you have completed it. Okay. Yeah. Well, seems, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Reasonable. Okay. But we're, we're going that anyway. way anyway. And out of curiosity, did you happen to see um, his apprentice when she came through? Do you know anything of her? Are you speaking of Isaac's? Isaac's mm-hmm. apprentice. I did not Mallory. know he had an apprentice. Mm-hmm. It has been... Well, this is the first contact I've had with Isaacs in two decades. Mm. It's been long. We traveled the continent together at one time, but as you get older, you 
take the gold that you've made and the name that you've made and, well, you make something else out of it. We are far too old, our bones far too dry and weak to travel the continent together anymore. Isaac's home was always in Raven's Bluff and mine here with the family business. There is no bad blood between us, if that's what you were asking. A separation that comes naturally to all. Mm. What do you do here with the family business? Uh, any trading, all trade goods. Okay. Uh, we trade uh, with building supplies, we send out pelts, we send out hard-to-find foods, herbs, alchemical ingredients that are only grown in the north, you understand? And mm. best and most importantly, we are one of the only families the monastery interacts with. We sell their blueberry wine for them. It is delicious. Mm. Where are these um, trade goods located? In, in our storehouses with our employees. Okay. Where are those? Uh, you can find them around town, but uh, are, are you interested in a job? Uh, you know, I just want to, I just like to look at things. <laughs> well, uh, here we go. I mean, judging by what I heard from old stories, here we go again. If you're around for if, a lot of it. If you were to be seeking employment, I could hire you on as um, a merchant uh, or put you in shipment, but unfortunately, all of the guard positions are full. Oh, Patches would do great in sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe at some point I'll uh, check out the storehouses to see if I want to work at one. Uh, very well. Cool. You With said- Isaac's word, I'm more than happy to consider you for a position. You said you used to hang with Isaacs. Are you, or did you used to be a wizard? No. Do you know any great powerful wizards around these parts? These parts are mostly protected by monks. Uh, adventurers don't often come to Mullmaster. It's largely a trading town, and uh, there's no gold here, no monsters to be hunted and slain for a bounty. Uh, we are a quiet trading town. Uh, this storm would... Have you think otherwise? And as he is talking to you about this, you, the bar staff is starting to talk. They're saying something behind the bar. They're talking about, like, something's wrong with the water. You can't really understand exactly what they're saying, but it seems like the water's been shut off or something like that. As they're, like, starting to talk amongst one another, you're starting to hear some ruckus behind the bar is the point. Was I just starting to get a little bit of a buzz on, but did I subtly hear you allude to the fact that you might think that this storm is being brought on by magical means, such as some sort of dragon or something I wouldn't put it past a dragon and there is a great worm out on the glacier is it, a, is it a white worm uh, yes it is that's probably why they call the glacier that Just yeah. there are other worms out on the glacier you understand uh, rimmer races nasty things oh we're gonna get killed by thunder dragon got a dead buffalo but I ain't got a wagon that's all I've written so far <laughs> Anyway. You said river huh. raises? River raises. What are those? Giant insectoid creatures. Their blood boils like magma. That's how they're able to survive. And hmm. the monks, well, they like to ride them. They don't tame them, but they see it as some sort of strange test. I'm sure Frog March here could tell you all about it. He's probably done it himself. But one of the reasons they do it is for the warmth. It provides them. Just touching their bodies is enough to thaw out a person completely. Hmm. But... Yes. Rode twice. I assumed you had. You seem strong. Adventurers, my employees now, are lucky to have you as a guide. Um, is there anything supply-wise you'd recommend that we take along with us? So it's knowing the area better and what Cold. we're up against here? Well, it, uh, 
depends on the path that you intend to take, but I'll allow your guide to mm. talk to you about that. Surely he knows what you'll need, where you can go. There are two paths to the monastery. There's the official road and the glacial path. Now, the official road has been watched of late. Bandits, witches, and worse. And the glacial path is a test of endurance, but it is shined upon in Ilmater's eyes. I know the ways of the glacial path. Cool. Let's go the way that you know. Yeah. I mean, if um, Ilmater's down with it, then... You would know that they would need cold gear, for starters. Yeah. But as this is happening, there is a ruckus behind the bar. You can see water is literally like shooting out of the spouts that they have. There is sewage here, and as it starts to shoot out, you smell it. And it is obviously human waste that is shooting out of this pipe. It stinks this whole place up. And then outside, you start to hear screaming, rushing water, and then, and then something explodes. And you feel the building shake. You are all still inside, however. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm fully going to check it out. Well, yeah? yeah? You fling the door open? I don't want to fling the door. Is there a window? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I just windows. want to see what the fuck is happening. Yeah, totally. Yeah? Okay. So there, as you look out the window, there are several people who appear to be in trouble. It is hard to see. This rain is coming down hard. It yeah. is hitting the street. It has obviously flooded the sewers because you can see on the streets, even while you were coming in, that there's water starting to pool up. But now at a mantle in the center of the street, you can see it is blown off. There is debris and rubble everywhere. To the extent that there are actually people stuck under some of this debris, under giant rocks, and that seems to be who is screaming. In the middle of them, there is a creature pulling itself up and out of the sewer. It has three what look like mouths on the end of tentacles, and it has like a bull-like body, but it is climbing up, and it is large, and it is wreaking havoc in the middle of the street, and as it is climbing up, you can see it whipping around, and as these people are screaming, every time they scream, one of its whips with the teeth on it just slaps them, and I don't know if they're dead or not, but they definitely go silent, and their bodies fall in, because it's like out there slapping them, and you can barely see it in this rain. Are we going to fight this thing? <sighs> yeah, we have to protect this town. We probably need to fight that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Frog March would... If or people are getting shit, hurt, he's city. already, like, on his way to get in between yeah. the thing okay. and them. Okay, roll for initiative. Hey, kids. Are you tired of putting your dice in time out? Well, I've got some good news for you. Not only does Dice Envy have dice that are going to roll better for you, but they're going to feel unique to you as well. And no matter what your parents say, you can never have too many dice. You and I know it's the truth. Head over to DiceEnvy.com, enter the code HITDICEPOD at checkout, and you're going to get 10% off your entire purchase. All you got to do is sneak into Mommy and Daddy's room and take their credit card. <laughs> As we enter initiative, Frog March is up. All right, is this the door? Yes. Uh, I will run up and I'll say, stop beast, and I'll take a whack at it with my staff. Okay. Um, I have a quarter staff, so. That's a 23 to hit. <laughs> that's a hit. <laughs> okay, so that's four damage. And then I'm gonna go in with a punch as my second attack, part of the attack action. Um, that is only a 14. That's a hit. Okay, well that does nine. And then I'm gonna bonus action oh <laughs> one more <laughs> kick at it. 
That's only 11. Huh? That doesn't hit. Okay. Okay, so you do 11 damage total? 13 damage total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Frog March, you guys, you guys, Frog March up until now has been like slow and contemplative and meditative and in no rush. And then you see him, as soon as someone screams, Patches is like, whoop, like in the window looking, and you just see him in a flash fly out and into this. And you can literally see the rain like pushing off of him as he walks out and into this place. And as he starts hitting this creature with his staff and his fists, the impact of it, you can actually see the rain like, like make these little shock waves around it as he's like punching this creature. And as you were punching this creature, you can see just how big its teeth are like a foot long each. And they are sharp and like needles. And it has these weird little, it's, you see its tentacles as you get close and two of these tentacles coming off of it have teeth and a little mouth on them. And it looks like one has a set of eyes on each side of it, three eyes on each side, so six total, and it's looking at you with them. Uh, but Frog March comes up, and you can see him pushing through this rain. And as you get out here, you are now considered in difficult terrain when you're in the okay. uh, sludgy gross stuff. And you are ankle deep in human shit. Nice. <laughs> Just human a heads shit up. is difficult terrain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can tell. That's in the Dungeon Master's <laughs> guide. Yeah. You can tell with his hits that they're it's all. Weird ring. Like heavy. It's, yeah. it's all like power. It's not like a lot of speed or anything. It's oh, just it's just like, like boom, bam. Arwell, you're up. I'm going to run out the door as well. Yep, and as you get out here, it is hard to see. You're going to be running you, out into the doo If you are not within 15 <laughs> feet of this thing, you will make disadvantage on all attacks because of how hard it is raining. I'm 15 feet away from it. Perfect. I am going to try to make my way to the woman who's still screaming. Yeah. So as I'm doing that, I am going to use something I've never used ever. I'm going to just point my finger at it and some arcane symbols kind of appear around it. And I'm using True Strike. Okay, cool. So I'm just prepping for my next attack. True Strike gives me advantage on my next hit against it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, as this is happening, you feel something, Frog March. As you're hitting this thing, you notice that each time you hit it, you feel scared. Like, you, you, this fear overcomes you. You're able to get, you get this simple message in your mind, and all it says is, hungry, scared. And you don't know where it came from, but you hear hungry, scared in your mind. And then as you hear this, this thing lashes out at you. Wow. First, it's going to come at you with its mouth, as its mouth is, like, open and coming toward you. That is a 13. Uh, misses. Yeah. So this, these crazy teeth chomp down, and you just, like, pull out of the way really quickly as you're, like, getting this message in your head. And then two of these tentacles come in to, like, just slap up against you. The first one is a 24, which I assume hits you. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is going to be five bludgeoning damage plus oof, eight piercing damage. You need to make a strength saving throw for me. That's a 17. That's a save. And so as this thing hits, you realize that there are still teeth on this tentacle, and you miss the mouth, but when this tentacle wraps around you, these teeth just sink into mm. you. And you're able to feel... And it, I mean, that's a, that's a big... That's a lot of damage it just did to you. Yeah. And as it sinks, you feel it starting to constrict. That tentacle starts to constrict around you, and you're able to get your hands down and push it off and over your head before it is able to grapple you and slam you onto the ground. Nice. Guy, you are up. Callista's on deck. Um, There's a skeletal buffalo standing out here in the piss-pouring rain in the shit puddles. I would like to attack it with bam, the big blue axe. You want to talk about your axe? Sure. So on Guy's Travels, he got an axe, and this is the perfect time to talk about the difference. The biggest difference between Buffalo is this. Necrotic damage does not affect him anymore. Yeah. At all. And number two, every 
type of martial damage, which means by a weapon, has it, he has resistance against except bludgeoning. So bludgeoning damage will hurt him twice as much, but uh-huh. all other types of damage hurt him half as much because he's a skeleton. Your axe is a plus one great axe. Okay. And it is an axe of luck. And so once per day, you can call upon the luck of your axe, uh, babe, and <laughs> hopefully you that's why you're going, bye, yeah. all the time. If you roll something and don't like it, you can call upon your axe once a day and re-roll that roll. But you have to keep the second roll. You can't, it's not advantage. You don't get to keep the first one. Whatever the second roll is, you keep. A uh, guy comes out, babe in hand, uh, skeleton buffalo standing in this rain. It's just like, ding, ding. It's just like the, the cow pelt on his back is just soaked, but his little skeleton is like dry as a bone. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> just because Buffalo's a little brittle and recently back from the dead. Brittle was the word I was looking for earlier. Brittle. With the leaves. I am going <laughs> to just roll up and attack this creature. Okay. With Babe the Big Blue Axe. Uh, <laughs> babe the Big Blue Axe. And 11. Eleven does not hit. Damn it! I'm gonna use the uh, I'm gonna use my great weapon of fighting feet thingy. Well, no, that's not roll. That's a one or two. I'm gonna great use babe's luck. Fighting. It's an eight. So uh, <laughs> it's twelve. Twelve. <laughs> it still doesn't hit, babe. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So guy comes out in the first fight. You've seen him in a long time. He has babe the big blue axe, and he like brings that fucker down and completely like just hits the street and destroys it a little bit more. And so you come out and you slam this great axe into the ground. You are not uh, using buffalo this turn. Uh, just to remind everyone that buffalo. Uh, do you have a buffalo mini? <laughs> uh, not, not mini. Calista, you're up. Buffalo is huge. I, mean, I like that it has a dick and balls. Yeah. I mean, that's why I bought buffalo. it. Calista's going to come just outside the door a little bit. Okay. And if you are 15 feet away, which you are, mm-hmm. uh, or more, you will have, sorry, if you're 20 feet away or more, you'll have disadvantage on your Okay, attack. I'm going to get just close enough to see, but I'll, I want to cast Bane on it. Okay. So it needs to make a charisma saving throw. Ooh. How, How charismatic are you? <laughs> that is a crazy ten. beast from the sewers. You failed. Yeah, crazy juju beast. Giant <laughs> <laughs> thing covered in shit. So charismatic. All right, so he's Bane. So you've got to roll that D4 for the attacks. Uh-huh. So not going. Uh-huh. Okay. And then for my bonus action, I am going to um, welcome our. Um, Frog March friends to the party by giving him a little bardic inspiration. Ooh! Um, and I'm gonna just play like a really quick little, really low pitched slow tune that sort of sounds like his speech cadence. Oh, that's cool. And be like, hey, froggy friend, march all over him. Ah, nice! <laughs> nice, very nice. I okay, just like so you're... look up to the sky, like, what is this? <laughs> you feel awesome, and you get that until you use it. And like the rain is just like, it is deafening on your ears, and as this is just like pouring down on you, it might occur to you for the first time that it is a little strange that it's not snowing because of how cold it is. Um, but this rain is just pouring down so loudly that it's essentially like putting your hands over your ears and trying to talk to one another. But every once in a while you just hear this thunder crack through this place and you hear it right now. Just boom! And this lightning lights up the street. And though it is daytime, it's lunchtime, it's still dark from the overcast clouds, and when it lightens, you just see the contrast on this beast, and it has, I mean, lit- it literally has shit in its mouth and all over its body, and it is just writhing around in it, and it is, like, bleeding now, and uh, your brand-new friend, Frog March, uh, his blue skin is coated in a starch contrast with the blood that this thing has drawn out of him. Patches, you be up. Frog March is on deck. Um, I look at Gumball. 
And I'm like, we're not going out into the shit. Uh, the literal shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, So I'm going to, I'm going to try to shoot this thing with my bow through the window. Like, break the glass, try to oh, shoot it. hell yeah. You don't even do it in the door. You, like, break yeah, the I'm, glass I'm, out. Yeah, no, I'm I just. I fucking love that. The door is <laughs> wide open and you break the window and shoot through it. <laughs> Perfect. Do you do that? Yeah. Oh, my God, I love it. So I'm going to shoot it with my Hunter's Mark bow. I'm going to mm -hmm. use one of its charges. It will be a disadvantage since you were 20, more than 20 feet away. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just going to roll like yeah, a motherfucker. So you all hear, like, this thunder claps, and it's so loud that it almost deafens you, and then you just hear this, like, glass, like, tinkling onto the ground, and you see Patch's hand, like, through this window, and then you see him pull his bow back. Disadvantage. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah, uh, so 16 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, That's right. I just fucking love that the door's open and you break the window. And oh my shoot god, it's rolled it. two sixes. So that's uh, seventeen damage. Holy fuck! Yeah. And yeah. it and it's hunter's mark. Yeah. So you so do you get a hunter's mark, which means you won't have disadvantage on it anymore because this rain. The reason that you have disadvantage is not because it's pushing the arrows down. Because I can't. Because it's hard to see, it, yeah. and now you know now exactly, know where, exactly this thing where it is. is. Right. Yeah. Okay. So cool. with that, you'll lose uh, your disadvantage. <laughs> I love the scene. Of, like, Frogmarch coming in and just punching this thing real big. It wraps the tentacle around him, draws his blood. Guy comes out and just, like, drops the axe into the ground. You see the, like, the shit in this thing's mouth. It, like, if shit could decompose, it does as it becomes baned. You can see it, like, rot and turn black and pour out of its mouth. But that smells even better. And then you see Callista's playing in the storm, and as the thunder claps, uh, Frogmarch has this moment of, like, Oh, maybe no one's ever sang for me before. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And then Patches doesn't come in through the door. He breaks the fucking window. <laughs> All in the space of six seconds. Yeah, and the bartender's like, what the fuck, dude? Look <laughs> at you do this. Uh, Frog March, you're up. Back to um, the top of initiative. I'm going to use my agile parry, which just means that if I use my Kinsai weapon, which is my staff, mm -hmm. That I'll get a plus two to my AC. Nice. Until the start of my next turn. Cool. So this is my staff. That is a natural one. Oh, oof, dog. Someone's about to fall into shit. Um, this is my. <laughs> you about to get punch, some shit in your mouth. Which is a twenty-one. Okay, um, so you. <laughs> you <laughs> um, roll a Constitution saving throw for me. Okay. You whiff with the staff. Oh man. Oh, that's in that one. <gasps> no. Dude, about to dude do the falls down into the shit, mouth open. And like you get a mouthful of shit as you fall down and into this. Um, oh man. Well, it only would have it still been a one now. Yeah. Um, and so you you are you're poisoned. Okay. Um, I'll let you know when it runs out. It's not like a the poison poison, but for now you were poisoned. Uh, you have shit in your mouth. Oh. And with the one on the constitution, that shit goes into your mouth, you swallow a little bit oh. and then you throw it back up. I mean, and, not the but, first time he's but, eaten shit. But here's what happens. You fall down, eat shit, and throw it back up, and then punch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you like slip in it face down, you get up, go, and like throw up, and then punch this thing in the side. That's what I would do. Well, How much damage did you do to it? So, so far that's six. I'm going to use my key point to do okay. a flurry of uh, You are also considered prone right now. Okay. So I'll stand up and then I'll do yeah. it. And since you're in difficult terrain, it takes your full movement to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Punch, stand up, and then like flurry of blows. This is great. I'm excited. Frog March is here. All right. So two more. 
16 and like 24. Both hits. Uh, so that's. You mean McFlurry? Yeah, McFlurry. The M&M's. <laughs> that's not M&M's. That's shit. <laughs> so yeah. total of 15 damage from all the attacks. Nicely done, Frog March. And then I'll say to it, but because I felt that it was uh, scared, mm-hmm. and I'll just be like, "Calm yourself, beast." Roll persuasion. Okay. <laughs> Not great. Uh, that is a six. Yeah, uh, so with the six, this thing still seems to be rampaging. Its tentacles are out, but you can see its eyes quickly flicking back and forth, and you, again, you... Oh, all of you here at this time. It's a very simple message in your minds, and it says, hungry, scared. Hungry, scared. That's all it's saying, and and this thing is just, like, rampaging in the middle of the street, just, like, sloshing shit out everywhere. And as we enter the next round of combat... How are you hungry with so much shit to eat? That's the shit just pouring out of the sewer a little further as it's leaking out and this thing is thrashing about on the top of it. This person uh, literally drowned in the shit, and so they died. Oh, no. I didn't know they were dying. They had rubble on top of them, and the thing smacked them in the face and knocked them out. (laughs) So they were face down in the shit, and that's how they died, which sucks. It's better that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I want to go. Arvel, you're up. All right. There are two other people. Uh, One is unconscious, one is screaming, and she has actually managed to crawl away, but she doesn't seem to be able to stand as she's, like, crawling. Okay. Um, I'm still kind of trying to make my way to the screaming woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to move my full speed there. I can't quite make it to her. (laughs) She's crawling feebly. Her crawling speed's faster than my movement speed. Um, (laughs) Little legs. (laughs) Um, And I'm still trying to make you like, you know, and I yell to her. I'm just like, I'm trying to help you. Like, I'm, you know, I'm here to help you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not quite sure to what make of or that, you know, hungry, scared. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to turn around and I get firebolt at this guy. Okay. And since I'm over 15 feet, mm-hmm. um, but I have my true strike, it'll just be a straight roll. Gotcha. Nice. That works out. Ooh, good one. Yeah, it hits. What is it, though? Um, just like to know. 24. Nice. That's a hit. Cool. Uh, 10 damage. Woo! So you do 10 damage, and as this, you guys just see this little fireball, like, right into this thing, and then you, for just a second... Smell, it smells so much stronger. <laughs> and then oh. it ignites. The methane gas pouring up out of this sewer just like, oh, bam, bam! Just like explodes around this thing. The rain is able to keep it, uh, Sorry. The, the rain is able to suppress the methane explosion just a bit. So it's not as big as you think it could be. It's put out almost immediately. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like, <laughs> this fireball's like, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it just explodes. Um, I need Frog March. Guy and the audio to make dexterity saving throw. I roll a one again. Oh, oh, dude, nice purge. Just gonna fucking no. die. Damn. <laughs> that dies. <laughs> fourteen. Yeah, you save with the fourteen. Uh, the audio saves, so you're gonna take half, and it will take half. Frog March is gonna take full damage, which mm-hmm. is only ten. Okay. But still, it you still hit, hurts really yeah, you bad. Get, you got shit in your mouth, and then you you got shit in your mouth, and you got burnt by a fart like explosion. Really like a little flame goes out. Not <laughs> Half of ten or five? Uh, Five. So you'll take five, Uh, and this thing will take five. ten? And you take ten. Correct. Okay. Oops, sorry. Not great. (laughs) You can hear it, like, over the rain and the shit and the explosion. You hear, like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then this thing is up, and as it turns around, it sees Guy. It's going to bite out at you, Guy. And as it bites out, that is a 19, which is a hit. 
Uh, you were going to take nine piercing damage from the mouth, and you need to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, 19. Yeah, and as this, thing's, this thing is biting out and toward you, and as its teeth go to close, its mouth is only able to push up against you, and so its teeth don't actually pierce you. It just pushes you back a step, and you're able to use Babe to yeah. uh, keep this thing from biting you. But as it goes to bite down on you, you can see that there is shit caked onto its teeth. If it were able to land a bite on you, you think that maybe some other sort of damage is a possibility. We're going to call it uh, shit damage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it whips out once at uh, Frog March. That is a 15. Because of my agile parry, will not. Nice, nice. So, I mean, this thing is... uh, coming down at you. You just like got burnt from this explosion, and as you're looking up and feeling to see if your eyebrows are still there, you see this tentacle coming out, and you're really quickly able to sidestep it, and then this tentacle swings to the side in an attempt to hit you one more time. Uh, that one is an 18, which I imagine hits. That does. Okay. Um, that is <laughs> six, six bludgeoning damage, and... One piercing damage, so much less this time. Seven total. And then you need to make a straight saving throw once more. All right. That is... Actually, that's an 18. Yeah, that's a save. Once you you have felt it try to constrict you before, and so you're ready for it. And as this tentacle hits you, you're able to get your arm up. You take a little bit less damage, and as it starts to wrap, you're able to duck down underneath it, and it brings its tentacle back toward itself, saying those same things, hungry, scared. You're hearing this message in your head. All of you are. When this happens, this person... They're not looking good. Um, they're, they're, you can see the blood starting to pool where they've been hit by this thing. They are not face down, but they are actively bleeding out. This woman still screaming in the street, just like, someone help! Like, and she's like dragging up and through this rain, and it's just like pouring down on her. You can see a little blood on her, but she doesn't seem to be actively bleeding out like this other person. Guy, you were up. It's time for Baby Blue Axe to take round two. And I'd <laughs> to look like at this poop. thing and I'm like, <laughs> I think I've seen you on scateaters.com. Not that I have the internet or look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and to hit, that is, it is a 15. That's a hit, baby. And it is 1d12 whooping his ass damage. It is nine damage. Nine damage. Not bad, guy. Babelands' first act It's my first fight is a fighter. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So you bring down Babe, and this axe doesn't for the like. Um, Frog March has been keeping this thing back, punching it, dodging this attack. He's largely got its attention. You all can hear Guy screaming something out. Buffalo has not moved, just like rattling around, soaking wet over there. And then Frog March, you have the best view of this. You see this big blue great axe just sink into the hide of this monster. And it doesn't cut clean through it or cleave it or anything, but you can see like it gets deep and it gouges, and you can see just how thick this thing's hide is. And this strange... It's, it is red, but it's not, like, crimson red. It's, like, this dark orangish, gross red. It's really slimy as it starts to come out the side of this thing. But you would assume it's its blood, but who knows? Maybe not. I say, I'm no dentist, but maybe this will knock some of that doo-doo butter out of your teeth. <laughs> Close <to> your mouth. <laughs> as dentists do. <laughs> How do I follow that? Uh, <laughs> Um, Callista, hearing this message in her mind, is going to try um, to cast a message herself okay. um, to the beast. Yeah. And she's going to say, 
quit eating shit. <laughs> if you're hungry and scared, stop attacking. If you keep killing people, we're going to have to kill you. Roll a persuasion. Come on, Bard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want your own well, inspiration? that's a 15. Yeah, and so you, like, it's thrashing around in the street. These tentacles are slamming into your friends, your newfound guide. Uh, guy slams uh, Babe into the back of this thing, and you see it just for a moment. All its tentacles, like, raise up, but they don't slam back down. And the one that has eyes on it are looking mm-hmm. at Callista, and you can okay. see it, like, its back is arched and it's pensive. It hasn't completely calmed down, but... Okay, so uh, bonus action. I'm yeah. going to put my hands up and just yell as loud as I can over the rain to the rest of the group. It's just scared. If we stop attacking it, maybe we can just get it to leave. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Patches is up. Let's see what he does with this information. Well, like, if, if, it, if it leaves, it'll come back. Right? Not necessarily. necessarily. You got two not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> not <Stereo>. necessarily! <laughs> you just see a little arrow. <laughs> like, a little window. Yeah, you, you can see the arrow poking out and you can oh, hear patches going. Mm. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, just hold your action. Let's see what it does. Yeah, I mean, I've got like, I've got the, the arrow knocked and drawn. Yeah. I'm assuming that your ready to action is if it attacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Frog March. Okay, well, now that I know that these people are literally drowning in shit, um, <laughs> his inclination would be to go help them. Okay. So I'm gonna bonus action use Hidden Step, okay. which turns me invisible. Ooh. And then I'm gonna try to you get all, to her. Uh, uh, I want to be invisible. <laughs> you will see Frog March disappear, but you can <laughs> easily see where his silhouette is in all of this rain. It's like in Hollow Man, you know, when he's in the hallway. Um, and But you see him go, and he goes invisible. And even though you can see him, this thing doesn't take an attack of opportunity on you. Okay. Um, as it sits there ready, like, you all know that, maybe Frog March doesn't know it, but you all can obviously see his silhouette in this mm-hmm. rain. It's just like a cookie cutter of a giant folk walking through this with a little hummingbird. But uh, you walk into this woman. Why don't we feed it the person who just drowned? <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> I don't want to get involved. Um, and I'm going to try to use my action to stabilize this person okay. if I can. Roll the medicine. That's a 20. That's stabilization. Yeah, you see you see where this blood is pouring out of, and it seems like it lacerated right across their abdomen, and you're able to hold that together, and it's one of the things that you think is keeping it open is this rain pouring deep inside of this wound, and so it's just keeping it fresh and the blood flowing, and so you flip them over, you get their clothing that's dry that you can find, and you put their stomach on top of it, and with the pressure that you're holding on it, you're able to stop that bleeding. Um, so this person is stabilized. They are alive. Uh, they are at zero health or whatever. Um, and, and if I have enough movement, I'll just throw them on my shoulder and yeah, get ready yeah, to sure. run off. So. Sure. Uh, actually, how, what is your movement speed? Because this would have been double. Uh, 40. Okay, so it would have taken exactly that to get up to them. Okay. If you're moving uh, regularly, because it's difficult terrain. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, but um, So you're able to stabilize them. Arwell, you're up. Okay. Um, I'm finally going to get to this lady, and I'm going to, like, I guess do medicine check on her and see if I can help. Okay. Yeah, she's screaming out. Her arms are out, and she's like, "Please, no! I don't! I don't want to die!" She needs to calm down. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm a doctor. Roll deception. Oh well, I'll use that then for okay. deception. Let's see, nineteen. She says, 
You do look like a doctor. It's the white hair. <laughs> Who said uh, that? And then my medicine is a 14. Yeah, um, so you're able to, her wound is on her leg. Uh-huh. It looks like this thing actually didn't lash out at her, but that the rubble that exploded hit her ankles. Okay. You don't know if it's broken, but it is swollen and it is black. Um, okay. it, it's her right foot. It's not looking good. But you were able to calm her down enough so she's not putting any more pressure on it. Um, you know to tell her not to put any more pressure on it, and it's obvious that her ankle is either sprained or broken or twisted or something. Okay. Um, as you're um, sitting here. I tell her that, and I uh, kind of, like, put my knee, one of my knees down on the ground and be like, and I kind of put my hand on her and be like, we've got this. And okay. then I turn back. And she I, says, I'm so lucky that there is a doctor out in the street <laughs> with me right now. I don't know what I would do without um, you. And then is that my action to do a medicine check? Yes. Okay, then I don't do anything else. Okay, so Arwell's over there with her. Oh, do you have a DM question? Um, my Iron Stone, stone mm-hmm. or whatever, is that an, about that action to use a spell on it? It's a bonus action. It's a it's bonus, a bonus action. action. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then I would like to ready a bone. No, I'm good, I'm good. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, this thing's turn is up, and as its turn is up, its tentacles raise up and above it, and it looks over at Guy, and then it looks back to Callista, and Callista's it, still get her hands it, up, and it just takes a, it takes a step back. And it does not attack anyone on this turn. The rain is still falling. The shit is still pouring out of this sewer. Um, and it gets up to your feet, Callista. Ew. It gets up to uh, you, Frog March, where you're at. But you can see it's just spilling out. And the the water under this thing is standing, like hovering above the hole that it made to come up through here. And it's just like sitting there, looking at all of you. And you can see the water, like. But like other than that, the waste is just flowing like a river under it. It's obvious that the sewers have been overwhelmed with the amount of rain that they're getting because on this hole you can like the water is moving like a river right up against it and it should be way down in the sewer but it's just rushing past and bubbling up under this thing um and you get another simple message uh that says it just says scared lost um and all of you hear this message we need a giant plunger (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that would do us any good (laughs) Uh, but this thing does reach down and it scoops up a bunch of shit into its mouth and mm. like eats it. It's like swallows it. I can't it. watch this. <laughs> yeah, it just you scoops down and you can you can hear it's got this weird like rattling growl. You are what like, you eat. And then it like reaches down and it makes this frog like noise. It's like, but it's really big and then it opens its mouth and just scoops up a bunch of this shit off of the ground and like you can see its throat like like just swallow it down and into its stomach and it's just like looking out at all of you with its weird eye tentacles. Can I grab, like, a roast and throw it out to it? Yeah. You guys just, just throw a roast. You see this roast just come out of the restaurant and, like, land, and this thing reaches down and it, like, scoops it up with its mouth. And then it, like, but it's like a roast in the shit that's on the ground and it yeah, like, totally. swallows all of that. It thinks, this is good, but not as good as shit. <laughs> yeah. You, you, all, you, all get, yeah, you all get these simple messages. It, it, it seems to be communicating with you. And it says, uh, it says, uh, good. That's all it says. Mm-hmm. Just, just feed it. How, is, are there more roasts around me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roast okay. master. Um, I'm are just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna throw some more food out from the whole big spread we had earlier. Okay, it's, it's still just pouring the rain down. Shit is pouring all over the street. There's a dead person just face down in it. There's like crimson blood in the shit, and it's just like spreading around this dead person's body. They're like getting covered up in it. Uh, you all are out of initiative. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pick up my lady and use. I'm gonna like start carrying her back to the end. And I want to walk up to the creature <laughs> with my hands still sort of up and calm. Yeah, and as you walk up, you see. And I'm like, sort of humming like a lullaby sort of. It's thing it's still scooping up the shit, and every once in a while, a roast will just like 
hit the shit like it's Play-Doh or something and start to sink into it and it'll scoop it up I'm with all the like, shit in its mouth and eat it. I have Calista, you're about knee deep in shit if you're up beside this I have no appetite thing. anymore for roast like ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh you're my god, I shit. do. Also, um, Calista, like Guy, and Frog March need to make Constitution saving throws. Oh great. Because you're all literally knee deep in shit. I yell out, Buffalo, come help me. But that's a 19. 16. 16? 13. Okay, nice. Everyone saves. It is nasty. Mm-hmm. You can, like, smell it and taste it in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. It is so pungent I'm, so and I'm awful. sort of, like, holding my sleeve over yeah. my face, but I want to like, talk to the thing for yeah. a minute. And you want Buffalo to come, like, wade into the shit if and he... let you on his back, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. You say, Buffalo, come help me. Will you will he do that? Yeah, he'll come. He's your yeah, he's your steed. He comes over. You see the skeleton buffalo wade into the shit, and guy like gets up and on him. You're on you're on shit. Bones buffalo. And we wade out of the doo doo. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. wade out of the doo doo, and right. as quickly as I can, since I'm being like actively poisoned by shit up to my knees, mm-hmm. um, I want to ask the creature, do you live in the sewers? And you get the response, yes. Food. Food. Okay, not safe now because of rain. Do you understand? Scared and can't breathe. Us too. For now, while the rain still falls, you should go to the forest and stay and don't eat humanoids. Otherwise, <laughs> it's very dangerous for you and they will try to kill you. Uh, this thing this thing looks at you and you say, don't eat humanoids. And it says, food. What's your food usually? Would it, would it be able to communicate Shit this? covered humanoids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this? It's like brown cows. I point down. I'm like, this? And it says, yes. Yes. Food. And it scoops up some shit in brown its mouth cows. and it Dang. swallows it. You'll find droppings in the woods from other creatures. It will sustain you until we can make the rain stop. And it, it starts to shamble off and up into the mm-hmm. street. But there are, like, people screaming. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to walk with it. <laughs> and I'm going to play, yeah. like, a calming song for the people. Uh-huh. And just telling them that it's leaving. You're, like, escorting it it's to the just, gate. Like, it's just lost. next to this giant thing that's covered I'm in covered shit. I'm covered in shit. Yeah. But I'm playing a song and I'm it, I mean, as you're walking, it's, it'll wash off. Okay, like, good. The rain is not stopping. Like, good. it is still, like, <laughs> deafening as you all are sitting uh-huh. in here. And but I'm still just playing, like, as loud as I can. Something to convince people that it's yeah. okay, it's going to leave. They don't need to attack okay. it. Uh, roll a performance for me, really quick. 14? With 14. That's not my <clears throat> uh, Yeah, the people are like, but uh, the people are screaming. They are freaking out. And as you get up to the and gate. When they don't believe the song, I just glare at them like, <laughs> yeah, I worked hard for this. The commoners, they leave, but <laughs> the guards at the gate, mm-hmm. uh, they pull their spears down and they point it at this thing. Mother- and they're like, neither you nor this thing is leaving this town. I'm not leaving. It actually lives here in your sewers, but can't right now, so it's just going to go out for a minute. It looks like it's almost dead anyway. And it's, it's not. We've heard it killed a man already. Yeah, it didn't mean to. It was scared and hungry and got blown out of your overflowed sewers. This thing has lived beneath your town for its entire life, and you didn't know it was there and it didn't harm anyone. Plus, it's well, hungry for shit. It eats poop, not people. If it... <laughs> If if it did live below the sewers, I'm sure it led a long, happy life, and that life is going to end right now. I don't think it did. Are you? uh, There's no need for you to waste your energy on killing this thing. Just let it go. Is this one random dude saying this? No, there's like uh, there's like three guards that are sitting with their spears. Just one of them. There there are bigger things. If what we're here looking for turns out to be actually there, that you're going to need your energy to fight, don't waste your time on this. Uh, there's things already almost dead. I'm just, we're just going to hit no. it with the spears real quick. 
Put it I, out of its I worked hard to save this thing's life because I'm sick and tired of killing every fucking thing that shows up and accidentally hurts somebody. Uh, roll uh, persuasion. Oh, yeah, maybe intimidation, intimidation. actually. Actually, no, I'm Lords. a lot better at persuasion. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding, because I'm sort of proficient in that. <laughs> can I persuade? Uh, yeah, you be can intimidating. Okay. 18. With an 18, he, like, puts his hands up. He's like, whoa, all right, Jesus, or Paylor, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, fine, God, just... But if I see it back around here at all, dead. No I, questions asked. Yeah, I mean, I told it not to kill humanoids, but if it does, stab it, whatever. just fucking shambles off mm. into the woods, covered in shit, pouring rain all around mm. it. Just like, <laughs> walks off into the distance like a lost dog. Um, while this is going on, I would have been, I would have set the person somewhere safe and tried to find something large to just plug this hole with. Okay, yeah, um, you, I mean, the rubble is around you. Yeah. And so I'm, you could like try to put that back in there to plug it up. There are like benches, there are merchant stands, there are wagons. You want to try any of that? Yeah, I mean, I'd just be indiscriminately shoving things in the hole. <laughs> okay, hole. roll a strength. Uh, roll a strength check. There's a there are merchant stands. I'm gonna use your bardic. This <laughs> is gonna loot in the middle. Of That's it. what I'm thinking. Like, like a, when all this shit's going on. Yeah, athletics is probably pretty the, high. But it wasn't great, so I'm using the bardic sixteen. Yeah, with the 16, you're able to wheel these wagons over and just push them into this thing, and slowly but surely, you plug this thing up. And, like, there, there is still some shit, like, spilling out the sides, and, like, there's water. It's no longer spilling out into the street. Like, you seem to have stopped the flow of all of this coming up. And as this is happening, this rain is just fucking dumping down all around you. Uh, you hear patches. You s- are you're still inside? Yeah. Okay, so you see this happen. Gumble is just like up and out of uh, your armor looking around. And uh, so is Arwul. And you all just see Garwul walk up into the door. You can hear his slow, patient steps coming up. And as he stands in the doorway, this thunder cracks. And he lifts his hands up and he just goes. It seems as though my new employees are well worth the pay. And we'll end episode 46 right there. Well, that's cool. We beat up a shit monster. I ate shit. I danced through shit. This was a shitty episode. (laughs) This was a shitty episode. Someone drowned in shit. I know. The shitty episode. (laughs) The shitty episode is good. That's pretty good. That's what I'll name it. Shittiest episode yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you... Hey! Bravo, are you sure that this thing's on? Real rig, I told you. It's on and working. You just have to speak into it. Hello? Hey, if you can hear me, say yes. Yeah, say it. Say it louder. I'll wait. Rio Rig, they can't talk back to you. Oh, uh, well, okay. Oh, in that case, if you said yes, you're, you're a fool. And I am in control of your mind now. It's me, the king of the goblins, Rio Rig. And I, uh, well, I guess I just, uh, uh, those, those adventurers, they think they're going around telling everyone that. They saved us. Well, guess what? We saved them. They came to the school and they needed to know stuff and we told them. And then they showed up and they wanted their friends to be released. And who released them? Who released them, Brosbo? You did, Rig. Right. The king of the goblins set their friends free so that they could sleep at night. I was doing them a favor and I'm going to do you some favors now because I am the most generous goblin king. If you go over to... Dice Envy, you can start collecting a horde that's almost as grand as mine. You can enter the code HITDICEPOD at checkout over at DiceEnvy.com. They've got 
They've got dice that you dream about at night. They've got dice that are more beautiful than, well, not all the gems that I have, but pretty close because no one has anything as nice as Rhea Rig. And additionally, if you want to be a generous goblin king like Rhea Rig, go to your podcast provider and leave a review for the hit dice crew. They work really hard. Not as hard as me, but pretty hard. And they deserve it. You should give them a good review. If you don't, I'll, well, I'll get disasters and he'll come and he'll, well, he'll rip you apart and also take your things so that I can wear them. Not that I need to, but I do it because I want to. Additionally, if you want friends like Real Rig has friends, you should go check out the partners of Hit Dice Podcast. Experience Points has a, an evil Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which is right up my alley, and it's called All Hail Yog. You should go check it out. In addition to that, if you like Dungeons & Dragons discussions, once you're done having this discussion with me, which I'm sure is the best discussion of your life, you're welcome. You can go listen to Mage Productions podcast. It's got a lot of really neat stuff to talk about on there that only smart guys like me will understand. And if you want to learn more about those adventures, you can head over to their website on the internet, which I invented with magic. You can go to www.hitdicepod.com. They've got a store to buy all kinds of neat things they made. I own all of them. They gave them to me as a gift. And they've got fan art. There's fan art of me on there. It's the best on the website. You can look at all of that over at their website, hitdicepod.com. <sighs> Now, let's get to the brass tacks. I'm sure that you received this call or accepted it, or uh, let me channel my magic through you telepathically because you want in on my goblin clan. Well, I don't let just anyone in here, but I like you, and I'll give you more information next week. And until then, I'll catch you next time, adventurer. Um.